Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Get your popcorn, get your sodas, sit down in your chairs, buckle up, turn up the radio. I'm about to go off. One of the things in society that bothers me the most is the absence of agreed-upon facts. And this is something that I think sports fans agree with to a large degree. There is a difference between a fact and an opinion, and over the last decade or so, we have lost that ability to distinguish between the two. That's important Because when we disagree, we still need to have a common basis of facts from which we make our arguments. Let me give you an example of the difference between the two in the world of sports that will immediately make a ton of sense to you. The most played out and boring argument in all of sports is LeBron James or Michael Jordan, who is better. My opinion is Michael Jordan. Your opinion may be LeBron James. That is an opinion because it cannot be definitively proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. I can make my arguments. You can make your arguments. But if I came on to make the argument that Michael Jordan was better than LeBron James... And I said to you, Michael Jordan won 14 NBA championships and LeBron James won one NBA championship. That would be a statement of fact that is incorrect. And you, therefore, would be able to pounce all over me and say, man, how can your opinion be what it is when the facts that you base that opinion on are 100% not true? In sports, we understand that our foundation for argument should be who's got the right amount of data on their side. If I argue Tom Brady versus Peyton Manning, and I tell you that Peyton Manning won seven Super Bowls, which is one more than Tom Brady, you would throw up your hands and be like, dude, I can't even have an argument with you. Your facts are wrong at the outset. The point here 
is that opinions, if they are going to be taken seriously, have to be based on facts that everybody out there across the world of sports and beyond can agree upon. And one of the real problems we have as a country is we don't start off our arguments with facts on both sides that people can agree with. We typically do it in the world of sports. Do you know where we almost never do that now? Politics. And when I see politics invading the world of sports, it frustrates me because there's no common agreed-upon facts that we begin from. So I wanted to give you that background before I dove into what has been an incredibly contentious story surrounding the U.S. women's soccer team. The U.S. women's soccer team has been arguing, we deserve more, or at least, sorry, don't say more necessarily, although some of them do. They say, we deserve equal pay with the men. And everybody out there, you might even hear it on the Democratic debates tonight. Everybody out there is going to be like, well, even the U.S. women's soccer team makes less than men. And the problem is, we don't really talk about the facts behind that argument. So this is, I think, a big deal. And you might not hear it anywhere else, and you might not hear anybody else giving you the information. But what I try to do on this show is treat all of you intelligently. And you may not agree with the opinions that I reach, but what I try to do is get all of my facts right. That matters to me in a big way. Because if I'm going to make an argument and take you somewhere on where my opinion is based, I have to make sure that the facts I'm putting underneath that argument line up. And this may be the lawyer in me, right? The lawyer who spends a lot of time back in the day making arguments and crafting them. Every lawyer's argument has to be rooted strongly in facts. Things that are indisputably true. You may not agree whether there is reasonable doubt in a murder case. But if I'm going to build a hill upon which you will stand and say, you know what? I can't see a conviction from here. I think there's reasonable doubt. I have to marshal the facts, the agreed upon facts in a case in a way that makes you believe my client is not guilty. All of these things are incredibly important to me. And so in the U.S. women's debate, in this ridiculous ongoing dispute about whether or not they deserve equal pay, how many people have you actually heard give you facts? Well, here are actual facts that were put out yesterday evening on Twitter. A decade's worth of data on the U.S. women compared to the U.S. men. Did you know, and I bet the answer is going to be 100 billion percent, you did not know this. Did you know that from 2010 through 2018, so far this decade, U.S. soccer paid the U.S. women's soccer team combined $34.1 million in salary and game bonuses, and the men only got $26.4 million. So the women made almost $8 million more so far this decade than the men did. On top of that, there are a lot of benefits that the women's players get that the men do not. Women get above and beyond the fact that they have been paid $8 million more. Women get, uh, they get uh, fully paid health care, dental and vision insurance, severance, a 401k retirement plan, paid maternity leave, guaranteed injury protection, and assistance with child care. Men's players receive none of that under their contract. They have different contracts that they have collectively bargained. Uh, The widely reported claim that our women's players earn 38 cents for every dollar earned by our men is false. This decade, women have made more than men substantially. And this is pretty fascinating in and of itself. That's despite the fact that they 
produce substantially less revenue. From 2009 through 2019, a time frame that includes two Women's World Cup championship, the women's national team earned gross revenues of $101.3 million over 238 games played for an average of $425,000 per game. Meanwhile, the men's national team has earned gross revenue of $185.7 million over 191 games. So the men's team has earned per game, they have averaged $972,000 in revenue per game. The men, even though they are not as successful as the women, have earned as a revenue over twice as much per game as the women. And across the entire 11-year period, women's national team games generated a net loss of $27.5 million. U.S. National Soccer Federation, over the last decade and change, has lost $27.5 million on the women. Despite this fact, and the fact that they produce half of the revenue per game of the men, they receive substantially more in pay than the men do. Now, this is from the U.S. Soccer Federation. This is who the women are suing. FIFA, which is an international soccer body, pays out different amounts of money. But FIFA pays out more money to the winning women as a percentage of the revenue that they produce than they do to the overall men, despite the fact that the Men's Soccer World Cup, the most recent one, produced $6 billion in revenue. The uh, Women's Soccer World Cup produced $100 million in revenue. Yet the prize money, by the way, that's 60-1, to if you're out there wondering worldwide about the discrepancy in revenues for their respective World Cups. Yet the U.S. women received 20% of the overall money as prize money, whereas the men received 7%. So women in FIFA received three times the pay for winning a World Cup as the men do. Their overall revenue is just one sixtieth of the men worldwide, and that's why they make less money from FIFA. But that is a function of international pay, not anything to do with the United States pay. The United States Soccer Federation pays women more to do the exact same work that the men do. If anybody should be complaining about inferior pay... It should be the U.S. men's soccer team. Now, how blown away are you by those facts? F-A-C-T-S, all caps, that I just shared with you. And how many people in my world of sports media are actually going to share their facts on U.S. women and U.S. men pay dispute? How many intelligent people out there are actually going to get this information? Hell, I want you to put a pen in this. There's a decent chance that one of the candidates or more of the candidates running for president of the United States as a Democrat may cite the fact that the U.S. women's soccer team are underpaid tonight or tomorrow in their debates as evidence of how unfair our country is. Yet when you actually look at the data like I did, and if you're wondering on my source, this is from Carlos Cordero who uh, is who tweeted this out. You can go read it yourself. Uh, he is the U.S. soccer president. The U.S. women are suing. Most people are not actually sharing any of this data. I think it's probably because we live in an era where if you share uncomfortable facts, they're immediately branded sexist or racist 
or uh, or discriminatory in some way. People don't argue about facts anymore. You can have the opinion that the women are still unpaid. That's a perfectly acceptable opinion. But the facts, in my opinion, don't remotely back it up. And if anybody out there should be arguing for equal pay based on the legitimate data, it's the men. This is important when it comes to getting things right. I think I blew a lot of your minds because this has been such a massive story overall to have it shake down like this. I'm going to open up the phone lines. I'm going to bring in the crew. I bet their minds are blown because even at the U.S. women's ticker tape parade that they got in New York, they were screaming on the stage, we deserve equal pay. The crowd was chanting equal pay. Yet, if anything, the U.S. men's soccer team should have shown up and had their own rally and argued that they're being underpaid based on their sex. The truth of the matter is the women produce half of the revenue of the men. They receive nearly, like, almost two and a half times per revenue dollar that they produce more money than the men. If anything, the men are being discriminated against. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installation near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports see their kumo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be there is a good drama. You know how I love a good drama. There's a good drama brewing in Big D down in Dallas as we try and figure out what's going to happen with the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott evidently, I believe, is training in Cabo. Interesting move. Like, I don't know. What, I mean, good for him, I guess. But I don't know why Cabo is, uh, is a particular location that you would go to to train. I think of it as a place where bachelor and bachelorette parties go and where everybody drinks a lot of margaritas and lives it up. I don't know why he couldn't be in Southern California training uh, if you're Ezekiel Elliott. Cabo seems like a place you go to do the opposite of train, but maybe for whatever reason, Ezekiel Elliott is motivated by Cabo. But if you haven't been to Cabo and you're from the eastern part of the United States, like would you immediately think, oh, this guy is really taking his training seriously? He's down in Cancun. But like he's in Cancun, like because if you're on the eastern part of the United States, the place you go uh, to go visit in Mexico, by and large, is like Cancun or the Mayan Riviera. My wife's about to go down to the Cancun to Mayan Riviera with a bunch of girlfriends for a girls' trip. They're not going to be down there, like you know, running four by one hundreds on Mexican tracks trying to get in shape, right? Like I don't, I don't know about you, but when I hear, oh, this guy went down to a Mexican resort town. I don't think immediately that's the place you go to get in shape. I think that's the place you go to drink a lot of margaritas. That's the place you go to hang out by the swimming pool. That's the place you go to get away from whatever hard work you typically do. But for whatever reason, he's down in Cabo as opposed to just staying in Southern California. I think it's maybe supposed to produce like a big distance between the two. Uh, But the truth of the matter is this. Ezekiel Elliott's got two years left on his contract. I don't understand why guys with two years left on their contract get all finicky here. Like, you may not agree with with what Le'Veon Bell did, but he was getting franchised, and he wanted a multi-year contract, but the contract was only a one-year deal. So if you're making the argument on behalf of Le'Veon Bell, you're like, dude, when this contract is done, you are finished. So you don't want to play on this contract because if you tear up your knee in your franchise year, you may never make the money that you would have otherwise made. You want guaranteed contract, right? Or at least a multi-year deal with some guaranteed upfront money. Again, I don't think Le'Veon Bell played his situation particularly smart because I think he should have taken the money that the Pittsburgh Steelers offered because he ended up getting around the same amount except he set out for a year and cost himself 14 or 15 million dollars or whatever it was money that he'll never be able to re-earn so I think he should have signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and I think he misvalued his own worth we'll see how he does with the Jets this year but at least he only had a year left on his contract Ezekiel Elliott still has two years left on his contract so and he's not in a good bargaining position He's not in a good bargaining position because we saw what happened with C.J. Anderson when Todd Gurley wasn't 100%. I just mentioned Le'Veon Bell. James Conner came in and performed at roughly the same level as Le'Veon Bell, and he cost 128th as much as what Le'Veon Bell would have cost. Let me repeat that. James Conner, I believe, was making $500,000 and change under his contract at running back to replace Le'Veon Bell, who would have made around $14 million. So James Conner was costing one twenty-eighth what Le'Veon Bell did, and his overall performance was not that much different. And that's a bad sign if you're a Le'Veon Bell trying to argue that you're worth as much money 
as you are. Now, I'm not saying James Conner was better than Le'Veon Bell, but I'm saying if you're thinking about this from a business person, you have then $13.5 million-ish more money to spend on other talent, which means your overall team should be just as good, if not better, with James Conner replacing Le'Veon Bell because you can lift up the talent at other positions with the money that you're not tied up with at the running back position. All of that to say, I actually think the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones are in a better position here. Particularly, this is the case when you think about Ezekiel Elliott because Dak Prescott's going to get paid at quarterback at some point, presuming that Jerry Jones is being honest, and also Amari Cooper is probably going to have to get paid at wide receiver because of all the money that you gave him and the picks, sorry, all the picks that you gave up in order to get Amari Cooper to come in. So uh, if you have to rank the Dallas Cowboys big three on offense, I think Ezekiel Elliott is in third place here in terms of the most importance being upon him compared to Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. So Jerry Jones was asked about this. Jerry Jones, not afraid of talking to the media. Some owners run from it. Jerry Jones runs to it, says a lot of smart things, sometimes says some wacky things. I think he's being pretty smart here. He was asked about Zeke. First time ever a rushing champion was on a Super Bowl winning team. The point there is you don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. But Emmett was the first one to do it. And that's one of the dilemmas at running back is that the league knows that uh, you can win Super Bowls and not have the Emmett Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. That's pretty strong by... Jerry Jones. They also went out and signed a veteran running back in Alfred Morris, who they believe can come in and potentially give them some carries and maybe spell the difference. Now, Ezekiel Elliott, when you think about it from a contract perspective, I think it's fair. Like, I don't blame Ezekiel Elliott for wanting to get as much guaranteed money as he can. The truth of the matter is that the running back position in the NFL is a brutal, absolutely brutal way to make a living. But the contract that he has still has a couple of years left on it under his rookie deal. And he's probably only going to get one deal. But right now, he's just 24 years old. He's only played three years. His salary cap hits, FYI, for those of you out there who are wondering, he's not like he's drastically underpaid because he got drafted pretty high up, right? Uh, He made $4.5 million in year one. He made $5.7 million in year two. Uh, Last year, he made $6.8 million. This coming year, he's on track to make $7.8 million. And next year, he would make $9 million. I don't understand why he's upset at all. Now, he may be thinking... I don't want to get Le'Veon Bell, and if I play this year, and remember, he's only 24 this year. Next year, he'll be 25. He may think, oh, they'll threaten to franchise me, and they'll just pay me $14 million for a year. That's probably what he's afraid of. But I don't look at this and say, you know what, this guy is a uh, is a total you know disaster of a contract. He's going to get... million dollars guaranteed all the way through 2019 and then to me after next season that's when he could talk about holding out what am I missing here let me bring in the crew again Ezekiel Elliott first round running back he has been paid substantially more than Dak Prescott has 4.5 million 5.7 million 6.8 million over the last three years so far And this year, he's scheduled to make just shy of $8 million, $7.94 million as the running back. Next year, he's on track for over $9 million. That seems like a pretty damn good contract for a running back. And I understand he may think he's worth Todd Gurley money, but he'll still only be 25 years old at the end of his contract. He'll still have one big contract to sign. What am I missing here on why he's sitting out with two years left on his deal? It doesn't seem to me like he has any leg to stand on here at all. Remember the days when rookies made too much money? 
Oh that, yeah, that Jamarcus Russell money, it, or the or the Sam Bradford money. Yeah. Like you yep. used to like. I remember Eric Berry, like when he got drafted sixth overall or whatever it was. A lot of these guys were coming in and becoming the highest paid at their position of all time. But you know, Ezekiel Elliott may think he's worth more money than he is right now, but. His rookie contract is potentially five years, and I don't think he's being drastically underpaid at the running back position. Well, I think the running back position is just being undervalued. Well, it's not being undervalued. Well, it's I that think, it doesn't I think have it is. the same market value anymore. If it were being undervalued, then... For team- the Cowboys, it might be, though, because you were not high on Dak last year when we ranked the quarterbacks who should have been in line I'm for not big high paydays. With, I'm not high with on Dak, but let's say that he is the most average quarterback in the NFL. Let's say he's the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. The 16th best quarterback in the NFL is worth infinitely more than the best running back in the NFL. Based on the way the NFL game takes place, the best running back in the NFL is worth nowhere near the most. And the reason why I'm saying 16 is there are 32 NFL franchises. That would make you the dead average starting quarterback in the NFL. The most dead average starting quarterback in the NFL is worth infinitely more than the best running back in the league. So if I believe Dak is the 16th best uh, right now quarterback, and I'll give Ezekiel Elliott the standard of best running back in the NFL. I'm not sure that's 100% accurate, but let's just accept it for arguments purposes. Still, Dak is worth infinitely more than Ezekiel Elliott is with those parameters in place. So let me ask you this. Do you really think the Cowboys could make the Super Bowl without Zeke Elliott in place? They would have Alfred Morris running the football. Yeah, potentially I do. I, I don't know because I mean, I don't da- think the I Cowboy like Dak. Would. He's a good leader and he's got a decent arm. But without Zeke taking that pressure off of him and the the rest well, of the I offense, th- I, I think they're going to struggle. Well, I mean, that might well be the case if he's the 16th best quarterback. But if Dak takes the next step and becomes a better quarterback, and certainly we saw flashes of that with Amari Cooper, because I think that was the big move the Dallas Cowboys made. Amari Cooper giving up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper was as much about Dak as it was about uh, about Amari Cooper. That Question changes of, who they are. I, I hear what you're saying, and maybe he can take a leap. We talked to him at the Super Bowl, and he talked about how he's still improving. Yeah. But the problem is, until he gets to that point in his career, you need a really good running back. Right, but what the point here is, he has two years left on his contract. I don't understand what bargaining power he has. Oh, because he knows the, the lifespan of a running back is super short. Yeah, right, but so what? If I'm Jerry Jones, I say, look, I'm paying this dude $7 million and change this year. I'm paying him $9 million next year. He has a contract. If he doesn't show up, he just doesn't make any money, and we move right on, and we don't have to worry about paying him. Like, I, I don't understand. He's got $16 million left on his deal right now. If he wants to argue for a new deal next year, I understand it a little bit more because then he can be like, oh, I don't want to get franchised like Le'Veon Bell. I'm due my money. But if I'm Jerry Jones, I don't want to set the precedent of signing new deals with guys when they have two years left on their contract. Like that to me is a big part of this story here. Zeke is under contract theoretically for two more years. So sitting out after three years when you only have served 60% of your contract, it doesn't make any sense here. Dub, what am I missing? Well, one big thing that we haven't really brought up is his off-the-field you know, behavior. Well, certainly, has- I'm not even – yeah, that, that's certainly valid when it comes to the Cowboys. Money makes you more of what you already are. So if you're nervous about Zeke, and I think Ezekiel Elliott got treated unfairly with the six-game suspension – but he did then have the bumping the security guard incident. He had the thing where he pulled the woman's top down. Like, he's done a lot of knuckleheaded stuff. Like, oh, let's be fair. A lot of tw- like a lot of 23- or 24-year-old dudes might behave if suddenly you're the star running back for the Dallas Cowboys. Right now, to Dak Prescott's credit, as a quarterback, the standard is higher. He hasn't been remotely in any kind of bad situation. So if I have to decide between giving money to Dak, Amari, or Zeke over who is more reliable, I think certainly Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper are more reliable. And and to your point, Dub, and then I'll, I'll let you hop back in, remember the Cowboys and Jerry Jones have tons of NFL security. They have a lot of guys following their team around. So they may well know more about the way that Ezekiel Elliott spends his time 
than certainly the public does, which could factor in here with being nervous about giving him more money. Yeah, you're exactly right. But then just taking it strictly on the field, I mean, I, I would have to agree. I think he's third on the uh, on the order there behind Dak and then Amari. If you just look at the impact Amari Cooper had last year just on Dak alone, I mean, you could argue – make a good argument that he was more important to the Cowboys offense last year once he arrived from the Raiders than uh, than Zeke Elliott. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt that Amari Cooper is more important than Ezekiel Elliott. I, I, I just don't. I mean, and again, it's a good point by Jerry Jones that the last time that an NFL leading rusher, assuming that he's correct on this, because like we said in hour one, facts matter, but assuming that Jerry Jones is correct in this, the last Super Bowl champ to have the NFL leading rusher on it was the Dallas Cowboys in the 1990s with Emmitt Smith. I mean, that's a pretty staggering stat for anybody out there who's trying to argue about the value of the running back position. A lot of times the teams with the most rushing yards don't even make the playoffs, much less contend for a Super Bowl. Eddie, what would you do here? Well, I I tell you what I wouldn't do if I was Jerry Jones. I wouldn't put it out there that basically we don't need Ezekiel Elliott because what purpose does that serve? I I don't disagree with what he, as far as from the business standpoint and what his priority should be, yeah, your your quarterback is always going to be your priority and I get that Amari Cooper is probably second but what what good does it serve to basically tell Ezekiel hey, we don't need you because I think they do need him because they don't have a potential Hall of Fame quarterback so Look, I think when it's all said and done that Ze- that Zeke is going to come in, he's going to play, he's not going to miss games, I don't think. But I just don't get what that message serves. Uh, just, just I mean, if you want to say our priorities are, are, you know, our quarterback, I get that. And I think that's fine. But to come out and just basically say we don't need him, I, I, don't, I don't understand how that's smart. Why, why do you want to make this more, uh, more adversarial than it has to be? Yeah, play the Jerry. Do we have the Jerry Jones audio? This is going to get a lot of play today, I think, and certainly it got yesterday. If you haven't heard it and you're just getting in your car, here's what Jerry Jones said about the Ezekiel Elliott holdout. First time ever a rushing champion was on a Super Bowl winning team. The point there is you don't have to have a rushing champion to win a Super Bowl. But Emmitt was the first one to do it. And that's one of the dilemmas at running back is that the league knows that uh, you can win Super Bowls and not have the Emmitt Smith back there or not have Zeke back there. Yeah, and obviously we're taking cuts, and Jerry Jones would probably say, wait a minute, I talked to the media for 20 minutes or whatever it is. Uh, But that is directly, uh, I think, going to be taken by many as a shot at Ezekiel Elliott. Now, the, the way that I would handle this if I were Jerry Jones is I would say, look, Ezekiel Elliott's under contract for the next two years for $16 million. We're not even talking about a guy who has one year left on his deal. Uh, We've paid him pretty well. He was a first-round pick at the running back position. He's been very well compensated. He's still a young guy. He's 24 years old. Uh, If he performs well this year and he comes into camp and he's ready to perform next year, we can talk about extensions and contracts and everything else. But as a Dallas Cowboy owner, I don't want to set the precedent of if guys hold out with two years left on their contract – I'll do something to change uh, the deal. We signed him. He signed a contract. He's got five years on his deal, theoretically. We've only paid him for three of those. To me, contract negotiations before you have, like when you still have two years left on your deal are crazy. Like we need to come in, have him perform in year four, and then we'll talk about what happens going forward. I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Roberto, what would you do, if anything? Yeah, I agree with Eddie there. Don't make it so much adversarial. And, and I got to tell Jerry Johnson, uh Dak Prescott is not Troy Aikman, and Mark Cooper is sure not Michael Irving. So we see him talking about Emmett Smith there. Dak is, still needs a lot of work to be a franchise quarterback. I think he's Charlie Checkdown. I think Amari Cooper is going to have a lot of drops this year. I think uh, the Cowboys need a Zeke Elliott to be Super Bowl contenders. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
old wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Petros Papadakis, does it stun you that after all this screaming about how the women deserve equal pay for equal work and all the chants and all the players and all the fans and everything else, that the men are actually being underpaid now that they've released the financially audited statements? No. <laughs> I mean, isn't that kind of perfectly for a perfect uh, plot twist for our age where you have this group, you know, they're saying, oh, we're victimized. We're not being treated fairly. How in the world can we uh, help to sur- hope to survive in this sexist, misogynistic culture? And then they go back and they look at all of the last decade of financial data. And it turns out that the women have been making a lot more money than the men, despite the fact that the men are producing 65% of all the revenue for U.S. soccer. Well, I think you say this all the time, but there is a great deal of injustice in the world. Yes. I mean, an unbelievable amount for thousands and thousands, millions and millions of years, right? Just yes. injustice. There's still not enough to fill the need for injustice. Yes. On the Especially Twitter. in America. Yeah, we, we need it bad. We need to be slighted. And I, I would just say be careful what you wish for. If you're going to scream and yell and create a whole narrative over something, then make sure that that's actually the case. Because if it's not, then you're going to get called out. But you know what? There's still going to be 
over 50% of the people that were involved in that story that will have ignored this report and still think that all the women from the U.S. women's soccer were, uh, were somehow taken advantage of. I thought it was interesting because we were somewhere last night at the Fox seminar, and they were playing a video of the uh, Women's World Cup, and they were talking about how they lifted a gender. Like, by winning the... Isn't everybody uh, in the in the Women's World Cup the same gender? Wouldn't it... Isn't anybody winning the Women's World Cup a lifting of the gender? You blow my mind. You blow my mind here on that. Like, I, I, I am just... Uh... I, I am just like sometimes I, I look you and I we deal in opinion right like you give your opinions every day on AM 570 LA sports I give my opinion here on this show you come on we talk about difference of opinions but what blows my mind is in sports if you have an opinion that's rooted in a factual inaccuracy and the example I gave was if I'm coming on and I'm saying like Man, I think Kawhi Leonard is uh, is really underpaid. He's only making three million dollars next year, and you were like, "Well, actually, it's thirty million, you know, give or take." I'd be like, "Oh, that's a big difference. Maybe he's being paid pretty well, right?" Like, if I were making the argument that Kawhi Leonard is underpaid and I had the data all wrong, you would be like, "Okay, I can't trust this guy's opinion." Sooner or later, right? You would agree with this, I think. That if you or I consistently get all of our facts wrong when we're making sports arguments, people would be like, well, I can't trust Petros or I can't trust Clay. Like to me, having the facts right, like how many yards somebody threw for in a game, how many points they scored, what their salary is, that is a factual underpinning that has to be correct. And then we can argue going forward, right? You might think like the most overplayed argument in the world of sports, I bet you agree with me, is LeBron James versus Michael Jordan. But both of us at least need to have our basic details correct on the facts, and then our opinions can differ. It seems to me very often now that what's happening is we're starting to get this infiltrating into sports now where people have a worldview and the facts don't matter at all, and they just get straight to the opinion, and they're arguing the opinion based on things that aren't true at all. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I remember when the uh, the Miami coach the head coach of the Miami Dolphins got hired, who happens to be uh, oh, a yeah. black yeah, yeah, happens to be a black guy and somebody without even checking tweeted <laughs> that was out awesome. well, Yeah, what about all the uh what about all the black coaches that were overlooked, you know, for Flores <laughs> to get this job and it's like, dude, did you you know, Flores is a black guy, you know, we don't <laughs> we don't even check. We just go straight to whatever we think will get the most clicks and it's acceptable if you're on a certain side of the of the political spectrum. Right. You know, no one is going to call anybody out for arguing for equal pay for the women's uh, World Cup team. I mean, that, that's just not, first of all, it's not cool. Second of all, it doesn't seem really appropriate uh, given the, the time and what was going on in the moment. It just... It's just not something, but it's it's totally okay to get that wrong as long as you seem like a well-meaning, virtue-signaling, good person who wants everybody to be treated exactly the same all the time forever. Which is, by the way, the exact opposite of sports, which is predicated on inequality. In other words, sports is based on talent, right? Like, if everybody was equal, equally talented in sports – it would be horribly boring to watch, right? Because it would come down, like everybody would be, you know, like every 100-yard race would come down to uh, a tiny little difference and it would be, have like 3 billion men all running at the same time with all the exact same abilities. So we are fundamentally, men and women, not equal because we all have different talents, which we then bring to bear in the world of sports and hopefully the team with the most talent ends up winning, which is a nice segue to... The Clippers. Let's talk about something positive for a minute. Uh, you, the last week when we talked, uh, were talking about this Clippers press conference that was set to happen. I guess it happened, what, six days ago. Uh, yeah. We haven't really talked about it very much. But as an, a Los Angelino, as a longtime L.A. resident, what does Steve Ballmer mean for the Clippers? What does his potential new arena mean? And what kind of vibe did you get watching Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both as the newest members of the Clipper franchise. 
Well, I was pissed because they didn't make any of them available to us, and we're the Clippers or uh, flagship station. So that's us right now. That helps us that we got the Clippers games on right now. I guess. Right? Yeah, but everybody I in LA, played. 570 LA. So they didn't give you Kawhi, they didn't give you Paul George or Balmer. Yeah, somebody likened it to, uh, you know, when somebody, a girl that you used to date gets, like, fake boobs over the summer, and then she comes back in the fall and won't talk to you now. She's too good for you. Yes. Yeah, it was a little bit like that. Yeah. But, uh, look, it was the biggest moment in Clipper history. They hate to have the biggest moment. You know, you don't want to celebrate. That's kind of what's been happening with the Lakers, right? They've been celebrating in the off season, <laughs> which yes. is not a good time to celebrate. If you're celebrating, that, that happened with USC for years until everybody just gave up in this decade of, of, of ineptitude. For my alma mater, you, you 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 get all excited about the recruits in the off season, and when the actual season comes, you're bitterly disappointed, and you shrug your shoulders and wonder what the hell happened. So, you don't want to have the biggest moment in Clipper history if you're a Clipper fan be uh, something that happened in July. But the general consensus is that it's going to lead to great things. You know, what is Steve Ballmer? He's a guy with freaking incredibly deep pockets that does not, and long arms. You know, he does not begrudge paying people. You know, he pays a lot of people in the front office, and he paid a lot of them to stay. Winger, uh, uh, there's another guy, uh, well, Jerry West, Lawrence Frank. uh, I mean, they uh, they have so many people making decisions they have an incredible brain trust yeah they seem to be doing it uh in kind of a uh in unison in a way that that works together very well and you know everybody praises their structure and you know the likability of their group but it and they have doc rivers obviously who guys love to play for it it seems like a really positive thing going forward now that's not going to stop laker fans from hating the Clippers. It's not going to stop the the 95% of the Laker fans in this town from rolling their eyes until something actually happens on the court. Now, can he actually get the arena built in Inglewood? He's got the money, but there's a rich guy in in uh, New York named James Dolan with a giant one giant ear and a terrible band <laughs> who's trying called JD and the straight shot uh, and he is trying to uh, to block it the MSG lawsuit in Inglewood with the forum it's too complicated for me to understand or even try to explain but that is the big stumbling block for Balmer in Inglewood however he's so damn rich that I don't see it being a problem for long. Inglewood wants more uh, uh, vibrant uh, things happening, just like the big uh, NFL stadium and, and complex around that that they're building. Um, we're talking to Petros Papadakis at the Old P as his Twitter handle. You can listen to him on AM five seventy LA Sports, which, in addition to being the Dodgers affiliate, I just realized is the Clippers affiliate. So this is a big win for us and for all of you who are listening to us right now. So Let's go Clippers! We also hired Ian Eagle's son. Oh wow, Noah Eagle! What a to name. do the uh, to do the play by play on the radio. Big time. Uh, all right, let's go. <laughs> he's like 23. Yeah, he's probably incredible. His dad's really talented. Ian Eagle's the one of the smoothest guys there is in calling games. Uh, all right, let's go uh, to this. You are a running back at USC. Ezekiel yeah. uh, Elliott and the de- devaluation of the running back position in general in the NFL. He's sitting out for, even though he has two years left on his deal, supposed to make $7 million this year, $9 million next year. When you watch football, does it bother you that your position, the running back position, has become more devalued over time? And what do you think about this Cowboys dilemma drama surrounding Jerry Jones, Ezekiel Elliott, and America's team? Well, I just I don't think you can sell out for a running back anymore. Yeah. I think you're going to see what happened with the Rams by giving Todd Gurley all that money. We have this whole we're also your charger station. Boom. So Melvin Gordon have, sitting out is a big deal. Yeah, so well we're sort of your charger station. They they go on the news station down the hall, but my partner is the Chargers. Uh, Matt Money Smith. Guy. Yeah. Yeah. But we were talking about this the other day and you know, this really started with personnel groupings in the West Coast offense. And you would have like guys like Roger Craig 
who did everything. You know, he'd have a thousand yards receiving every year. And then they started to kind of shuffle those guys in and out. You'd have your third down backs. I remember when I was a kid, it was like Eric Metcalf at, at Cleveland and Dave Meggett. Uh, for the New York Giants uh, was a really good one. And uh, people started to use a different back every once in a while or have a change-up guy. Uh, I remember Christian Okoye and Barry Word together, like two really big backs. That was my, that was my uh, Tecmo Super Bowl all-star team, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs. You know, so it kind of started happening with the West Coast offense and, and then all the personnel groups that it would shuffle in. And Matt and I were talking about this the other day. The Patriots started doing it to where you could just pull a guy off a scrap heap and and that guy would be productive on a championship team. Or maybe you don't want Corey Dillon anymore. Well, guess what? You know, we'll 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 resurrect that guy. Uh, they they are a dime a dozen now, and I say that about running backs with the most affectionate tone. But if I was a running back back then, I'd be running back to defense if I knew how things were uh, gonna shake out because it really is a punishing position. You're getting hit by everybody all the time if you have the ball. Uh, you're mismatched and blitz pickup you're usually blocking guys that are a lot bigger and stronger than you and uh and trying to keep them from the quarterback and close the distance there's a lot of impact there you know you're just getting destroyed by linebackers and safeties and uh you know you don't have the workload or the what do they call it now they load manage these guys a little yeah a little bit better but it's just not a desirable position to be great at anymore because you know some of the best running backs we just blow them out in college because the guy gets 30 carries a game and who knows the one thing we don't know about running backs that's something that scouts talk about a lot but we don't talk about in the media very much is you know what did this guy do in practice uh at alabama you know they have really really rigorous practices and those running backs are notoriously beat up uh not just from the games really but just from trying to get on the field and prove it in practice. That was certainly my problem at USC. Like, if I wrecked my body at USC, it was in practice. You know, just trying to climb up the depth chart to get on the field. Yeah. And it, and it was a time before there was a lot of regulations about when you got hit, but they're still wear and tear no matter what. And a lot of these guys just get their ass kicked in college. And if you're really good, you know, that's probably not a great thing for you because, you know, just, if you're carrying out the number of reps you're going to be able to get at the next level because you only yeah, everybody like only o- has so many carries at a high level. Everybody's figured out that it's like an odometer on your life, and you know that's not the same as running routes and and not getting hit every play, and and, and the ball may or may not come to you. When you're carrying the ball, you are at risk in a way that nobody else is on the field. And, and 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 the position you're in when you're carrying the ball and how you're doing it, it, it in college and pro football is just wildly punishing. It's a great, exciting position to play, and there's nothing like holding a football and a hole opens up and the crowd sees it and you see it and everybody starts screaming at the same time and you're running down the field. I mean, it's pretty pretty darn cool. But uh, at the end of the line is death for all of us. <laughs> Uh, speaking of the end of the line being death, this is a great segue. We just had at the end of hour two on the show major controversy arise. Uh, Eddie uh, Danny G had a story in the Animal Thunderdome where he said an amoeba killed a man in North Carolina. Oh yeah, the flesh eating. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Is this amoeba? Is an amoeba an animal? I mean, I would say for that guy it is. It's an organism, right? It's just a little less complicated than some of the things you talk about in the Animal Thunderdome. I think. That's I mean, the right. but at the, the same time, it's like a tree is alive. That's my argument. That's the exact argument that I made. Yeah. The tree yeah, would not, not like be a part amoeba. of Like if a tree falls on somebody in a forest and kills them, we definitely don't bring it on the Animal Thunderdome. You know, I think it would probably, like, in the medical world, like, you'd have to call a corner on this, but I think it would be probably uh, under the heading, like, of, like, a chemical kind of thing, 
or, or a virus, kind of, like is a virus an animal? Yeah, sickness, as opposed to you know having like a man of war jellyfish yes. like take you down. You know. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a controversial thing. We'll probably still be talking about it next week when you come on again. Uh, actually, next week I'm on the beach, so you get off. You don't have to call in. You're off next week. Well, they booked me already. <laughs> Did they really? They did well. They we've been we're in discussions. You're in negotiations. All right, uh, we will uh, we will talk. Uh, I'll talk to you in two weeks. Uh, that's Petros Papadakis at the Old P. Listen to him five seventy a.m. L.A. Sports afternoons. It's the home of the Clippers. It's the home of the Dodgers, and it's the home of the Chargers. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at six a.m. Eastern, three a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. I have a bullet from stricter respect to my face. And you have a what? This is Animal Thunderdome. Fire away, Danny G. All right, Clay. A four-year-old girl and four family members are recovering after a bobcat attack on Mount Graham. Two campgrounds are now closed with Arizona Game and Fishing trying to catch and kill this cat. They suspect it has rabies because bobcats don't normally attack humans. They say the behavior is extreme by any reasonable standard. Uh, This is not someone coming across a bobcat and quickly being bit and the bobcat running off. The family was camping there at Mount Graham. The uh, girl ran behind the tent. Her mother heard screaming, and they came around the tent to see that she was being attacked by the bobcat. On the ground, she was bitten at least once in the head. The girl's father, two uncles, and a teenage girl came to her aid, and the bobcat then attacked them, too. They say that uh, mountain lions do target children sometimes, but a healthy bobcat would never do this. So that's why they have these campgrounds closed down, and they are hurriedly trying to capture this bobcat. I got nervous when you said four-year-old, because I was like, oh, here he goes again with a story about an animal (laughs) killing a little kid, terrifying everybody. Not dead. The girl was treated for rabies exposure at a nearby hospital. Her family needed to go to two other hospitals to get the vaccine. All have been released. All right, that's positive at least. What else you got? Uh, well, there's some death in this one, uh, but it's of course, not a little I knew kid. It. It's not a kid, though. Tons of animal Thunderdome stories this month, by the way. This is coming from Raleigh, North Carolina. A 53-year-old North Carolina man has died, unfortunately, from a rare brain-eating amoeba after swimming in a man-made lake. Have you ever heard of this place? Fantasy Lake Water Park. Last Wednesday, the State Department is of it, Health... I mean, wait, wait. So this is like water park, meaning like... Uh, you know, like a place where there's like slip and slides and, you know, big, yeah. uh, big, you yes. know, sl- oh, wow. Diving boards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wa- you know, the wave pool, the mm-hmm. lazy river, like everything kind of surrounding that. Wow. Yeah. This is why it's scaring some people there. Uh, the State Department of Health and Human Resources said in a news release that the infection was caused by the amoeba naturally present in warm fresh water during the summer. Wait a minute. So you're saying the amoeba is an animal? Well, yeah. Don't you think? Is an amoeba an animal? Like, I don't know. What's the verdict here? Like, I, I, I mean, like a bac- is a bacteria? Like, if you die of like, I don't. I think this is. I think you are stretching the definition of animal pretty substantially here. I think most Why did people so think many Outkick like, listeners tweet this into us? Then, if it doesn't count as well, animal because lots of Outkick listeners are in fact dumb. Right? We have a big oh, audience. How Some dare people you? Are dumb. <laughs> How and they make you. bad decisions, and then we rely on our own intellect. All right, so pause the Animal Thunderdome. Danny G's out of the equation. Oh, stop is it, it. Stop. Is an amoeba an animal, in your opinion? Uh, because I'm going to tell you, it, well, I don't want to give my opinion. It's in the water. Opinion. Hey, you're out. You're out. You're no longer involved. <laughs> is an amoeba an animal? Uh, Dub. Well, I had to pop it in the old Google machine here. And uh, according to the internet, it is, in fact, an animal, a single-celled animal that catches food and moves about by extending finger-like projections of uh, protoplasm. So does that mean that, by definition, like a virus is an animal? I'll have to get back to you on that one. I mean, like the HIV virus is a virus that kills people, right? Oh, now who's stretching things? used to kill people a lot more. But is the virus living and considered to be an animal? 
Eddie Garcia. You've been doing updates since D-Day. Abiba, does that count as an animal? Organism, yes. Animal, I say no. Yeah, I'm with you. That's a, that's a good distinction. It might be a living thing. Like a tree is a living thing. But if it fell on someone, we wouldn't be like, oh my God, look, the animal Thunderdome is really after people now. We got trees just throwing themselves on people. Like to me, this is more akin to a tree or a virus than it is. This is, this is a major dispute. We're going to have to pick this up back in hour three. Hour three, final segment of the show. I want, I want everybody out there to vote. At Clay Travis, did Danny G overdo it here? Is an amoeba considered an animal? Uh, when we come back, I'm going to replay and dive back into this women's World Cup soccer mess. Turns out, irony of all ironies, men are actually the unpaid members of the U.S. Soccer Federation. The data on this is going to blow your mind. Petros Papadakis will join us in hour three. All that and more. Appreciate you spending your Tuesday morning with us. I am Clay Travis. This is Outkick, the coverage, and Amoeba is definitely not an animal on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.